Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. I have not met Shannon Sharp yet. I've not met Skip Bayless. I walked by him today. He looked through me. When I ran into him, he came right up to me and said he was a big fan. 2016, (laughs) the year of Dan. Dan, uh, you went to Vegas this weekend and maybe one of the most shocking developments in human history. (laughs) Somewhere on my travels, my phone uh, fell out of my pocket. Oh, were you that kid, Dan? So you think it happens to you once. You're like, well, never wearing those short pocket pants again. (laughs) I really like those jeans. They're jeans? There's a million jeans. But... When you find a good pair. Old man toolsy. <laughs> you got him at Susie Cream Cheese. I just got back from Vegas. I lost my phone. You bet your phone? No, I lost. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> Welcome to the hiccups. So anyways, the guy is a secret gay guy. And then the woman is a secret woman like her. Susie Cream Cheese. Come here, cutie. I hold most of my stress in my groin. That's what Miss Susie told me once. Working on getting my massage certification. Susie Cream Cheese. We don't want to just be in your ears. We want to be in your eyes. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Uh, Dan, should we make out? Hey! I could listen to Norm McDonald all week. Oh, uh, he was great. Wasn't Episode he? 128 of the Jane Dan podcast. Someone did send us a tweet that said, I've heard the Norm McDonald uh, interview uh, eight times on different podcasts a year. We're like, ah, whatever. Well, that was one person. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, I'm not. I mean, the, our philosophy is, and, and the podcast listeners are more than welcome to uh, to give us some feedback on this. If we have a, a really good guest on the TV show that we like, and that maybe Canadians, excuse me, weren't able to see. Sorry. Can vomit? <laughs> I, I just took a big sip. <laughs> I just took a big sip of Yerba Mate. Sorry. Uh, yeah. If, if there's a guest on the TV show that we think the Canadian listeners aren't able to uh, get access to, then we'll, we'll put audio of that on the, this podcast. I think people appreciate yeah. it. How can so, you have too much Norm? Yeah, Norm officially makes it on the wall this week of the Canadian Wall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, clap it up. What a nice... Can we just talk about that briefly? That yes. interview? Um, first of all, first thing he says to us, I'm so happy I finally got to meet you guys. How nice is that, right? And then he sent an, and then he sent an email he to us. He sent an... Yeah, yeah. That was right there. Good job, Norm. Thank you. Um, but Class no, act. super nice. Uh, and right guy. after he was in the building... The Sklar brothers, two of our other favorites, entered the room. They had the three of them had never met either. Yeah, in comedy circles, you like, think their paths would have crossed. And, and I think I said this on our uh, our Fox Sports Live podcast. But if we could have three reoccurring guests, the Sklar brothers and Norm Macdonald, for the rest of eternity, I would be the happiest guy on earth. So Norm Monday, Sklar's Tuesday, Norm Wednesday. But Sklar's those are that's Thursday. two reoccurring guests because the Sklar's <laughs> count as one. Yeah. So who would be your third? If you could have a third. Well, you know what I mean. So I, two reoccurring. Schrager. Yeah, Peter yeah, Schrager. And That'd Peter be good. Schrager. And then who would be the fourth? Martin Short. And then who would be the fifth? Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Back from the dead. Jesus, your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Jerry Jones is going to hell. 
That's lightning. <laughs> no, he doesn't wish anyone goes to hell. He wants to fix them. No, no. He makes sure he weeds out the good from the bad. That's why Toolsy, he ain't making it through the gates. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dan O'Toole here. Boy. Just giving uh, up. We're taping this on a Wednesday. Toronto Blue Jays last night. Mm. 11th inning thriller. They're moving on. Moving on. What a game. What a... What an unbelievable game. Nerve-wracking when it's a one-game winner-take-all, which the World Cup of Hockey should have been. I'm just sorry to bring that back. but uh, Oh, God. Can we, yeah, can we just forget about it? Pretend it didn't happen? <laughs> a lot of people have. I understand why they did the best of three for the final for the World Cup of Hockey very briefly, because that was the traditional way that the Canada Cup did it, et cetera, yep. et cetera. But... Having said that, for God's sakes, can't you read the tea leaves and realize, hey, one game, get her done. But they wanted to make more money. They weren't selling a lot of tickets, though. Not a lot of tickets being sold. The Blue Jays, no problems with that. No problems with tickets. A couple of years ago, nobody going. Now everybody's there. Hottest ticket in town. Yeah, and uh, we all know everyone's thoughts on the beer thrower. We had the same here. What a f***ing idiot. Yeah, just a dumb dumb. Just a f***ing idiot making the whole city look bad. One guy making the whole thing. Racial slurs, really? In the most multicultural city, maybe on the planet. Well, there's also a shot of Adam Jones. He was turning around saying, like, what's going on to the crowd? And you could see guys give him the finger and stuff. Toronto fans, I know I'm not, I don't want to lump everyone together. Calm the f*** down. Just everyone. Take a step back. Take a breath. Everybody just take a breath. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like again, people are gonna uh, come at me for saying this, but yeah, come at Toolsy, come at, come at me, bro. The Toronto Blue Jays players' whininess is rubbing off on the fans. The Jays players, and by the way, we should say that we both feel kind of this way, and also that we are both huge Blue Jays fans and have been our whole lives. Yes. So Massive. Let's just, let's just make let's just make that perfectly clear. I fell in love, I've mentioned this before, with the nineteen eighty five Blue Jays and uh it's, it's been unreal. It's the Got one divorced. team that I have lived and died with. But now every fucking pitch <sighs> turning around to the ump. I like seeing you get so amped up about this. But uh, seriously Jose Batista swings and strikes out. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, he's probably going to complain. Ah, I need a string. Yeah. Ah. He complains about every every at bat. Yes, even, even the ones he hits home runs. <laughs> and it's, I don't know if Blue Jays fans are noticing this about your own team, but we uh, are watching this from afar, yeah, maybe, and everyone sees it. Maybe we have a different perspective because we're down here in La La Land. I don't like know. you watch any other team. The guy strikes out. Yeah, okay, just walks to the dugout. Well, you know, if you're, you know, the team doesn't win forever and then they win, you're just going to live and die by them no matter how they behave. And that's just the way it is, you know. That's the way I see it. Thoughts on Showalter not using. That was insane. I mean, it was great for us. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. I was like terrified of Zach Britton. Terrified. Yeah. I was terrified of that guy. So strange. I'm like, okay, here he comes. He's warming up in the eighth, right? He's like, here he comes. This is fucking brutal. So it was reverse. We were terrified of when the O's would get to the J's pen, and yeah. we were terrified when we'd get to the O's pen, yeah. and then flip-flop, we, our pen was, was fine. shut down. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I don't know. It was weird. Where would you rank these home runs? Here we go. The Bautista bat flip, the Encarnacion 
game winner from last night, the Roberto Alomar Oakland Athletics hands in the air. No Joe Carter? Of course, <laughs> obviously Joe Carter's number one. Okay. I just wanted to Nothing, What could beat that? Uh, I'd go. I'm saying after Joe Carter. Joe Carter. What would you rank? Alomar, Batista, and Carnacion. So sorry, Alomar, Batista, and Carnacion. What was the Behind final? Bautista? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that Alomar home run. Oh, my God. That was one of the greatest yeah, uh, I w- television watching experiences of my I life. I was listening on the radio at the Kinsman Arena parking lot in uh, in the truck. I was in my home watching it on the television. You were in the Kinsman parking lot? You uh, there was dating tur- an old Kinsman man? There was a, a tournament going on, and uh, <laughs> I had to go out to the truck because there was no TVs, and there, so I uh, was listening to uh, the game in the truck. And then a man touched you. Okay. <laughs> Get your hand off my penis! So, yeah, congrats, Toronto Blue Jays. It's uh, strange start times for uh, this series against Texas. Well, and very strange for us out here on the West Coast. Like, it's, like, you know, 1 o'clock would be fine. But it's 10 o'clock for us. 10 a.m. on Friday. Do you see a retaliation possibility? I mean, this is a big Yeah, game. something's going to happen. Something's this is what everybody wanted. Yeah. But then it is the playoffs, so yeah. everyone will be kind of calmed down. Everyone, yeah. and and you know they're getting that speech right now. Just let's not have another bench clearer in the postseason. That's right, guys. But we should. Just tone it. It would be great. No, we we would appreciate that. that that's what sure. Gibby's saying. Guys, take a breath. Guys, <laughs> guys. God, Gibby is he just the greatest human of all time? <laughs> just everything. Every time I see his face, I'm just so happy. I want to give him a big hug around his big belly. I just want to crush beers with him one night. Oh, man, he's great. God, he's great. Gibby, uh, plain plain beers. You know what I love, too, about Gibby is, like, he's so good with the media. He's one of those managers who will address every person who interviews him by his name. You know, so it'll be like like Sam Ryan was doing the game for TBS last night. He's like, well, Sam, like it's just an in-game interview. Like he, he wants to get through it. But no, he's like, no, Sam, uh, you know, we're swinging the bats and uh, Jose got us a home run early on. And, uh, uh, you know, Sam, uh, you know, I just got to keep playing. And Sam, and it's like, wow, he keeps, re- he knows who she is. Like, how does he know that? He never sees her. Now, after you Maybe did your, dating. your Gibby's impression, we need to bring back our Buck Martinez. Oh, my God. We got, we haven't had Buck on the show in yeah, a long time. We gotta call uh Rob and yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Let's make that we'll happen. We'll make that happen for next week. Okay. I was thinking about that. Man, Buck. And then I saw Buck on the pregame on uh, the Sportsnet yesterday, because we brought the Sportsnet here into the building via the satellite technology. That hair continues to be amazing. Yeah. That's just a, good a beautiful white mane. He's and- like a horse. Probably is a huge cock. We're going to be talking to a man who was at the game. Jeremy Taggart's going to be joining us in a bit. He was there. He was uh, he was uh, frolicking amongst everyone and cheering his, his heart out. Bigger Do you cock. Cheer your heart out. Bigger cock. John Gibbons or Buck Martinez. <laughs> Bigger penis. Could care less. Wow. So Jeremy Taggart. We'll be shutting us. down that line of questions. Also, um, at the game last night, <laughs> they happen to be sitting uh, one row behind each other, Jerry D and Spanky. Spanky was there. Spanky from Spanky's. Yeah. Matt. So they uh, they ran into each other. Uh, Jerry said he turned around. Some guy just said to him, uh, it's Vegas. 
That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thanks for listening, everybody, and paying hey. attention. Hey, you want to do this uh, sponsor read? Yeah, we've got a new sponsor. Oh, I missed that high. Can we hear it again, Rich? You want another high? Yeah. Hi. Oh, God, that's great. <laughs> Thanks to pizza, we're all binge eating. Thanks to Netflix, we're all binge watching. But we're now, watching with Narcos. texture, you can start binge reading. Trust me, it's about to be a thing. The Texture app lets you tap into the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere, using your smartphone or tablet. Breeze through hundreds of your favorite magazines, including back issues, and pick the articles that interest you the most. Texture has made it easy to find articles you care about. I don't just get to read. What are you going to read? I'm going to read probably GQ. Rolling Stone, Sports Illustrated, Wine Enthusiast, Wine Enthusiast, The New Yorker, Hollywood Reporter, Variety. It's all there. Canadian Dan. Running. Canadian Running is there. Canadian Running. Yeah. Yep. If you how's, run, how's different? How's a different running in Canada? Much well, different. <laughs> kilometers, Dan. Not, uh, not miles. <laughs> kilometers. <laughs> The Texture editorial team recommends content for me every day, plus I can dive deeper with personalized collections. Sign up for Texture right now and gain insider access to all the content from the world's best magazines. The best part, Texture is offering our listeners a free trial right now. Go to texture.com slash Dan. You'll gain immediately and immediate entry into all the top magazines, including back issues and bonus video content. Start binge reading for free. Texture.com slash J and Dan. That's texture.com slash J and Dan. By the way, Rich was kind enough to set us up uh, with a tester on this this product. It is awesome. Um, I'm a huge magazine guy. I love the magazines. I love to read, especially stuff like Rolling Stone. I love to read the interviews. There's a great Rolling Stone out right now. 100 best TV shows of all time. And there's like a... Um, a David Crosby interview at the back. They do the I best interviews. It. Yeah, it's, it's good. So yeah. good. So you can just, yeah. if you're like on there and you just want to get a David Crosby interview, type in David Crosby, Rolling Stone, boom, it'll come up for you. So this is a, a genuinely, we love I'm going to turn into a magazine guy, thanks to Texture. Did we mention it's free? <laughs> right now, go to texture.com yes. slash J and Dan. Texture.com slash J and Dan. Get all the best zines in the world. Do they call them zines now? They always uh, did. But zines were different, right, Rich? Like you, a zine was like something you did yourself with your friends. If you were a skateboarder and, you, and you know, you did like your own zine, you know, you put it out yourself. You print, uh, got the Xerox machine maybe at school and you did some articles, took some pictures. Am I the only one? I who don't did think that? I've never done Zines? that before. Uh, no. I've done Zines? something similar to that out in Canoga Park where we. Took shots and made our own zines. Adult, huh. adult, yeah. deep in the valley. Adult, deep in very, the valley. Very, very, very <laughs> nice. Va- What's wrong, uh, Ben? Use your words. Well, I just called. Use your words. I, I called Taggart from my phone and he answered, but he didn't answer from the podcast oh, phone. Wow. He said sorry. Wow. Probably well, on silent. He's a silent. He's kind blocking of guy. call. So should we give him a call? Yeah, back? Jim. Let's well, give him a ring. Well, no, it's probably that uh, he it came up unknown number or something, and he was like, F- "That I'm not." Taking this call, yeah, from I can't wait to see what Matthew uh, Good or something. I actually want to talk to Tagger. What the what the mood was like uh, where he was sitting? If it was just that one uh, section where the the beer thrower was. And here's the thing. Oh, here we there go. We Watching the TBS coverage last night. Are you ready to address which uh, of John Gibbons or Buck Martinez as the bigger cock? Why? <laughs> why does everything have to be made into a hockey analogy? First off, they couldn't, you can fucking see as plain as day, it's a 
fucking beer can. They're like, no, a bottle of water. Yeah, that was. And weird. then they said, no, a cup of something. I'm like, I'm then, no. <laughs> and then they said, they're not like from England. Like, no, a cup of and then, something. And then they say, oh, uh, maybe they threw it on there. They thought there was a hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> Go f- yourself. That's a pretty bad line. Oh, that's a pretty bad line. Gold mine oh. toolsy. <laughs> Got to agree with the old man on that one. That is a bad line. But yeah. again, it goes back to uh, Americans don't know a lot about Canada, and why? Why should they? They don't give. They don't give a. Shit. You know who does lo- know a lot about Canada? He's <laughs> writing a book about Canada. Jeremy Taggart. Hey, boys. Hey, speaking of that book. Yeah. I saw Jonathan Torrin sent a tweet saying uh, we're nearing the end of writing our book. So tell us about this. You guys are getting close to, to finishing up the new the Canadianity book. Yes, yes. We're uh, almost finished. We, we've, uh, we're, we're just about to hand in the manuscript and we're just grinding it out. I know you know how that feels. Oh, man. How are, like, how, has this whole experience been more... For me, it was way more work than I expected when yeah, I signed on. Yeah, way. <laughs> and like, just like the, you know, just the amount of stuff that's been going on, it's so hard to actually just sit your ass down and write. Right. So, uh, finally, you know, after, I don't know, probably, I mean, to be honest, I mean, we probably pushed it back a year initially, which is okay because timing has helped with, you know, the promotion of the podcast itself and people know it more anyway. So it's okay that it's taken this long, but yeah, it's, uh, it really is, uh, because we're so close to the end, it feels amazing though, that to, to be able to be finished, you know what I mean? It feels So when you submit that book, you just throw all the pages into a Sobeys, uh, shopping bag. Yeah. Just throw a bunch of of pictures in there. They're all out of order and say, here you can go. And then you yeah, just walk sure. Out. A lot of people do actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure for right? sure. For sure, they but do. What about what? No, but normally, I guess, like a lot of the, because because uh, I mean, with exception, most of the books that are coming out these days are kind of like some celebrity or a hockey player or something. You know, a person that's just been having their stories recorded yeah right? ghostwriters for sure yeah right? yeah for sure we interv- but, we mean, did two interviews this week jeremy one with mike Pereira, our rules guy for the nfl and yeah. one uh one yesterday with carly lloyd the u.s women's soccer player and both times i was like how's the writing process they're like ah, i just told this guy's stories <laughs> 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 i just sat down yeah. with him for four hours told him stories oh no, yeah and and like i you know i, I i've been getting into it and I'm getting you know into the if i like to write and i i understand the expression that writing is with you know what i mean it's just telling a story but to write it down is a kind of a different thing as you know jake is it's one thing to get the story down. It's another thing to add something to to kind of give the story some beat and tempo and make it kind of more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So going through that, but just the, the talking about Canada and it's basically our experiences throughout our lives in this country, but it's also about the cities and oh, we, we put stuff like so the greasies on there and our games and some top five ideas and favorite music and favorite Canadian things. So it's, it's going to be fun. That, that book is going to have a prominent place on our set. Uh, right. Uh, both here in Jim's edit suite, 
but uh, but our audio suite, but also in uh, in our studio for Fox Sports Live. Yeah. Cause we got so much Canadianity on that set now. There, there and there's there's a. Uh, I remember writing a, a specific little chapter about you guys. Oh my what? God! Oh, wow! I can't wait. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, what a tease, uh, Jeremy. Let's uh, dive into it. You were there, the wild oh, card game yeah. last night. Tell oh, us. Oh, I was there. Oh. It was, <laughs> that was just like one of those moments. I mean, depending on how. The rest of the season goes that that was uh, one of the most spectacular walk-off moments in history, wasn't it? It oh. was unreal. It was uh, so, uh, so guide us through it. Um, after yeah. the the beer toss, what what's everyone yeah. doing after that? Well, yeah, I mean, I was uh, it, it, it was kind of frustrating because I think it was twice in a row the Jays got on, you know, had two guys on base with right. one out, and you figure that's no problem, like you're going to guarantee you can get a run out of this, but. It was really stressful, and then that moron threw the beer at Kim, and I was like, but I, I saw it because it happened. I was on that side of the, of the field. I was in a, in a suite, but I could see the can come down at a pretty strong velocity. Well, oh, for sure, it, yeah. It just looked like it was like, you know, trying to do that, to trying to, to hit the person. I'm not sure if that was the case, but it looked really violent, and I just felt like, what, what the f- is this this is not cool and it makes sense that that here we are at uh, the only game that america's seeing i know uh, on the oh, tv God. just happens to be this again last year with that bullshit with the beer hitting the baby and now this you know oh, yeah. and then right away twitter catches flame with these shitty, you know canadian sports fans which is totally lame you know and uncalled for but that's just this happened yeah i know it you know, it, it, it went like it was it, total it, bummer. It, in the uh, in the Skydome at the time, it, was everyone kind of aware what was going on? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you could you could hear a lot of booze, right? Like, it, you know, they didn't really show the replay up on in the dome because I just think they didn't want to pe- get people too worked up because yeah. people probably would have just ran after this person and thrown them on the field. You know what did, I mean? Did they make an announcement? <laughs> they must have made an announcement, did they? No, no, they didn't. You know, no. I think they were more concerned with trying to keep everybody cool and get everybody out of there before trying to cause some kind of commotion. But it was it was felt everywhere that everyone was like, "Why would this happen?" But right. I mean, with you know whatever had happened, that was. Bullshit, but just the fact that, that uh, yeah. they came back and they got to that position again with the two uh, guys on, and then Edwin just crushes oh one. Oh, my God. But, but when, you, when you just said, you know, that the fans would find the guy who threw it and, and then throw him on the field, yeah. I, just ha- yeah. I just imagine, remember <laughs> the Super Dave Osborne? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, like, legs sideways. Just up. a yeah. stupid dummy, you know? Or when, yeah. in Naked Gun, when L.J. Simpson went down the, uh, yeah. down the stairs in the wheelchair. Yeah. Thrown <laughs> onto the field. And then, and then there's the body flying. <laughs> that was amazing. A, just a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and then just play the rest of the game with the dummy lying there on the outfield. So after yeah. the after the home run is hit, uh, the atmosphere in the in the Sky Dome, we obviously um, know what that was like. But walking outside after the game was it just oh, high man. fives and bro hugs everywhere. High fives. Yeah, the, the most amount of like hugging strangers ever. <laughs> you know, like fifty thousand people just going crazy and screaming Edwin, Edwin. Uh. It was it was nuts. It was really uh I've never experienced that before. You know, that many people and that kind of mania. I didn't go to any of the playoff games last year, but this felt 
um, on par, if not more crazy than that, just because the wild card, you know, just the way the circumstance. Yeah, winner take all. And you got to be there because a lot of times we witnessed events and 99.99, maybe 100% of the time, you're never there. Yeah. So now when someone says, what's the greatest game you've ever been there for? And that's a tough one to answer if you haven't been there for a game which has a moment like that. Sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Previous, I would say, like, the Salt Lake City gold medal game was my biggest moment, but this might have been more intense just because it was home and in the Dome and that many people. It was so, there's so many people in there that it started to sound like a, you know, like a a European football crowd. You know, you hear just all of a sudden there's a big chant of Oh, I love the too low when he come up to bat. That was Yeah, great. yes. And, yeah. I, and I love that they had the uh, the dome open for the first time yes. in the playoffs yeah. since 1985 when they are at Exhibition Stadium. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it made such a difference because it was nice and cool and like you could feel the, the air coming in and uh, so, so much better as opposed to just exactly. like the big... Hey, uh, Jeremy, your take on this. We were talking about this uh, earlier when you weren't on, how we're viewing the Blue Jays from afar. We we are both massive fans. You know that. But yeah. the, the Blue Jays players, and they're complaining after every single pitch. Are people noticing that in Canada? How it's like gotten um, to a point where like, okay, guys, enough. Just, yeah. just f***ing strike out and walk back to the dugout. Yeah, well, no, I think, that, I don't know. It, it feels like... A, Maybe maybe my perspective is closer to the truth where it's been so consistently not more more for calls that that, that, that happen to be reviewed that the Jays always lose those. Oh, I see. But, okay. You know what I mean? But yep. like that I think they've lost like thirteen out of fourteen times on reviews or something like that. But right. like for the strike zone, I mean it seems to be pretty poor across the board and I think right. That's getting less to me, you know what I mean? I'm not really feeling like the umps are biased anymore. I think it's just a biased to the strike zone, period. Okay. So You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, it's but again, you are gonna get more calls if you just just shut up. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I don't know what that is. I, I mean, I think that's more kind of Donaldson and Bautista. They really yeah, like to bitch those, about it. Yeah, it's those those two are definitely the biggest culprits. Um, yeah, but I, it's like being in school. It's like if you just shut up, you'll get guaranteed. You'll probably get more strikes that way. Yeah, no, I mean, I think everybody knows Bautista has a bad rep around yeah. um, the American League. Like it, and that yeah. doesn't help you in those situations. No, but, no, no. But, but anyway, it's one thing when you see like the ball and, you know, they show you the box on the TV and it's right. like an Wait. inch and a half outside of it. That's one thing. But when it's close and they're still crying, yeah, it just looks stupid. <laughs> I mean, that was just an objective criticism. There. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure, boy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But, yeah. uh, but we're in there. We're going to Arlington. Oh, we're so we're going to get into things. This, yeah. is the, this is the series we all wanted. This is yeah, the series exactly. Not How's just, it feeling down there? Are you guys, uh, the big bosses going, oh, shit. Yes, yes, very <laughs> yeah. much so. But then I will say this, that all due respect to the good folks of Baltimore, I don't know if Fox is too jazzed about either Baltimore or Toronto moving on. Yeah, and they're not sure. that jazzed about Texas moving on either, frankly. Exactly. Again, they if, could care less about the pickled pop there. Yeah, yeah. yeah if they could American, care less. If American broadcasters... <laughs> 
would get credit for the Canadian viewers, they would be over the moon. Yeah, but they no, don't. No, for sure. For it's sure. more, but again, it's not just Toronto. Like, it's uh, they're not that thrilled about, Can- you know, Fox couldn't have been that happy about Kansas City being in the World Series no. last totally, year. Totally, for Here's sure. Here's their, their sure. dream, of course, is like, every, you know, this year their dream would be like Boston and the Dodgers or, or yeah. Boston, you know, like that's their dream. Big markets. I, I that heard that they were they got that that uh, Canada Rogers got four million viewers or something last night. Yes, that four million. I saw that too, Jeremy. Four so million. Obviously, viewers. yeah. If, if if they were feeling that that those eyeballs in the states, they would probably be okay with it. Thrilled with it. Yeah, but yeah. We, yeah, last year when the Jays were in the postseason, we've told this on this podcast before. Um, the president of Fox Sports, Eric Shanks, threatened to fire us if they got it. <laughs> like it's your fault. <laughs> it's not the way he thinks. He's not a rational man. He, <laughs> he hired us, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> on the table again? Exactly. Like he probably has like he probably he last night after Encarnacion hit that home run, he probably had like little eight by tens of us, and he just put took like a sharpie and just put an X across yeah. them. Okay, boys, remember that that thing I was telling you about last year? Just call it a double down. It's over. It's over for you. Rips up our contracts. (laughs) Like, I got to take your green cards away. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, uh, Jeremy, last time you were on, we did uh, six degrees with you on the phone with uh, Engineer Jim. Everyone loved it. So you want to hang on here while we do some six degrees? Yeah, let's play again. I love this game. Okay, Okay. so this is six degrees with Engineer Jim, our uh, award-winning engineer. He's worked with some of the best. Uh, musicians on earth and we uh, we grill him to see what his connection is if he has any uh so uh let's get one from cody matthews here creed <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm sorry i'm sorry oh, no. i don't have a connection yeah i, I got tons of great treats oh let's hear oh, let's it let's hear, hear. Let's let's hear. hear. <laughs> that's why i brought it up i knew jeremy would have a connection for one thing i, I took the scott Sapp, the singer and the drummer scott phillips to the national the golf course at the time i was a, a member of and scott phillips a great guy but Scott Stapp's the biggest cheater I ever met <laughs> in my life. Like like, like Ted Knight and Caddyshack. Yeah, he's, he 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 claimed on his own ball at the national that he shot like eighty one or something. <laughs> never been there before. It's never. Now isn't he chance. the guy who was homeless for a bit there recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he homeless? Great, yeah, he was living in a vehicle. Well, Didn't he like have some kids? crazy sex video in the on uh, like a tour bus so. or yep. something like that? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. him and like some other. It was him kid, and Marilyn kid, Manson or something. Or Kid Rock, I think. Oh, maybe. Kid Rock, that's right. Kid Rock's <laughs> always involved. <laughs> no, that, that he's a cowboy. I was stuck in Vegas too because Creed canceled a bunch of shows because the singer kept saying his throat hurt, but he would just be like hanging out with with chicks back in his hotel room all week, <laughs> getting bombed. Yeah, just remember that video of him on like it's like a poker show. And he's all banged up. You gotta look at that on YouTube. It's classic. Well, weren't they? A, am I wrong to think that they were a Christian band or had some leading? Well, yeah, they would play that. They would totally. They would let like they they had a lot of fans that were in that right market, and they were like they would they wouldn't say no type thing. Yes, right. But it, yeah, they they were greasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got a couple more, and uh, these are interesting. Uh, these from uh, Blake Brooks. 
Uh, it's uh, Suge Knight and Tupac. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. This is amazing. Nice. Yes. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Nice. I'm so excited. So uh, um, uh, when uh, Death Row got really big, uh, Suge took over a studio in the valley uh, called Can-Am. And uh, he had his office in there, and they did a lot of recording out at Can-Am. And it, it was a great rock studio. I think they mixed, like, it might have been Get a Grip there, you know, Aerosmith. They did a lot of stuff out there. And uh, I think Jar of Flies, maybe they oh, did Allison some Chains. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was a great rock studio. Anyways... Uh, so Suge took the place over in like if you've ever seen um you know in the um straight out of Compton movie the scene where uh Dre goes into the studio and Suge's in there and Tupac and he's got the beat to record you know California you know that scene yeah and they have uh the dog fights going on in there that's a true story <laughs> And so, so I, I did a record, uh, just after death row moved out of there. I was one of the first guys to come back in there and do some stuff. And it it was really up and like, you know, they really had dog fights in the studio and stuff. The floors are all bloodstained and shit. And, uh, um, my assistant engineer, they gave him a Kevlar vest to wear to and from the studio home every night in case, you know, <coughs> someone decided mistaken. they were going to take a shot at him. I, I know the kid showed me the vest. It's crazy. And uh, the record I did was with this band called Union, which was uh, John Karabi, the the singer who replaced Vince Molly Neal Kruger. from Molly Crew. Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually Brent Fitz... Uh, who plays drums? Who's a Canadian? Who plays Slash. drums? Yeah, he plays with Slash. He right? plays with Slash, yeah, right. the Conspirators, and uh, uh, Bruce Kulick, who uh, was in Kiss for a while with the no makeup version. Right, of right. The Lick It Up dance. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so we mixed their record there just after. Um, uh, you know, sort of death row moved out of there, Blood and it was, the it was crazy. And 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 in the office, in in the main office that was Suge's office, they they had this huge picture window, and they had bulletproof glass that they put in, and. <laughs> And apparently the kid was telling me he didn't believe it was bulletproof, so they took a shot at it. And in the corner of the window, you can see where somebody shot a bullet. Wow. They tried to, you know, see, well, let's see if it really is. And they took a shot, and you could see. I mean, naturally, if you have bulletproof glass, you're going to want to test it. Yeah. So, uh, wow. So I, I, I didn't, um, you know, unfortunately didn't get to work with those guys, but uh, there is a six degree Is that connection. unfortunate? Is that unfortunate? Yeah, I don't know. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, buddy. over that guy, rolling that guy over in the SUV, like oh, that's yeah. the craziest oh, yeah. video I've ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah. He I, came up in conversation on it when I was out with some friends and found out that uh, a friend of uh, mine used to date Suge Knight. Back in the no day. way, You're they were to- yes, they wow. were together. I'm like, what was that like? She's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't say much. So right, ar- right around that same time, 
there's a, another great studio in the Valley that's really, uh, they do tons of rock records out. I think Slash did his last couple, uh, his last couple Slash and a conspirator, Conspirators record at. It's a studio called NRG. And uh, Linkin Park records there and all, all sorts of all sorts of hard rock bands. They do a lot of that stuff there. And um, this is right at the same time that Tupac and Suge got shot, right? And uh, I was working with an artist named Poe there, and the studio manager came to me and she said, hey, look, uh, uh, Puff Daddy, which was what he was being called then, not Pete. Right. Right, she's like Puff Daddy's looking to come here and record over the weekend, and uh, they need an engineer. And I, I, I gave them your name, and they were like, "Absolutely, we'd love to have the guy." Uh, just let him know he can't leave. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. What does that mean? She goes, "Well, they're going to get an armored truck, and they're going to block off the gate to the studio." And they're going to have armed guards, and they're not letting anybody in or out of the building for the whole weekend. Holy shit. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you're what? kidding me. She's like, well, no, you know, the whole East Coast, West Coast, and these guys just got shot in Vegas. So they're not taking any chances. They're not letting anybody near the building. So they're closing the place off. And uh, if you if you want to work, I'm sure the money's good. Did they bring in <laughs> you know? beds or anything? So uh, I, I, I passed. No, yeah. I don't think there was a lot of sleeping going on. I passed. Yeah. Wow. I passed. It would have been a good God. time in there, though, I'm sure, yeah. for the weekend. Oh, could've yeah. Fun. That could have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I was actually uh, working in there one time, and Chris – Chris Farley was in there doing something, and that was pretty cool meeting him. That was yeah. That was was he maybe voice. doing the Shrek voice because he was supposed to be the voice of Shrek? Uh, he did record some of it. It's online. Right? I don't think he was doing anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing more fun. It things. was crazy. Yeah. He was doing a big mountain of blow. Staggered nose. Fucking nuts. Man. Oh man, uh, that place was absolutely. Thanks crazy. for coming on. Thanks for hanging out, Jeremy. Our, our guest, yeah. Bobby Stevens, is here now. So. Uh, Hey, talk to you guys later. Hey, thanks, okay. Jeremy. That was great. <laughs> Love thanks, you, buddy. Tags. Canadian rock icon, Jeremy Taggart. You can follow him on Twitter at Taggart7, is it? Yep. Yeah, at Taggart7. Here we go. Uh, he is a comedian. Uh, you know him. You love him. Brody Stevens is our guest on the Jane Dan Podcast. Here he is. Brody Stevens, everybody. Should we try this again? One more time. One more Here time. Here he is. He's a, he's a comedian uh, representing the San Fernando Valley in a big way. Big Cubs fan. Brody Stevens, everybody. Brody oh, Stevens. How you doing, Brody? Right here, my friend. Come, Come on, on over. Hi, Bernie. How are you? Nice to see you. Here, have a seat. Oh, cool. This is nice. Yeah. Right? Here, throw no, that don't on. Don't mess we around. Can, we can hear you. You got your... This is on video also? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're live to the oh, world. Hi. Periscope. All right. Yeah. Everything has a cool Periscope camera. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. You're rocking the 7-Up. I don't see people just enjoying a delicious 7-Up anymore. I needed something crisp. I, I have some garlic. Fries, uh, okay. Very nice. From Gilroy. You just brought them in a bag. From Gilroy. You went all the way up. All the grabbed way. Grabbed them. All the way up that San Francisco giant, uh, <laughs> you know, territory. Yeah. But yeah. I was down outside at the truck, and I 
Got the garlic fries, and, and I only had a few, but it was worth it. It reminded tasty. me. They're very tasty. Okay. Just yeah, because like the, the Giants are known for their garlic fries, right? Exactly. Yeah. I just felt like it. It was a little, you know, a little crisp in the air, and yeah. I go, you know, give me that. I'll try the garlic. I mean, I had a few. Yeah. Maybe I'll save Well, them. keep keep going. Don't, right don't stop yeah, on our you can, account. You can well, eat. I can, I'm not going to eat. I, you know. Why not? Well, I'm full. Okay. I'm actually <laughs> so you don't want, actually want to eat anymore. Yeah. I'm actually full. Okay. Uh, and, first of all, I love this LA Express USFL t-shirt. Is this like an original? Uh no, I don't think so. No, no, it's not. It's okay. not original. It doesn't feel like it. No, but right. I, I purchased it. I went on a website called Amazon. <laughs> I go on yeah. the website. What's a web And I grew up here in Los Angeles. So right. I saw the LA Express, and it's not something you see. It's probably a team that people don't even remember. Oh, I remember. The I mean, USFL. you remember. Yeah, you know? big time. I mean, it was it was hilarious. All the teams. <laughs> and then every year there'd be four teams would fold and... In Trump Move owned City. a team. Yeah, Trump was an owner. Trump, Trump owned, owned a, uh, the New York, New Jersey Generals. Generals they played yes. at the Meadowlands. That's right. And then they had the LA Express, and they signed Steve Young to a big contract, That's like right. a $40 million contract. And I went to one of the games there at the Coliseum, and it was verse, uh, I just remember Mike Rogier. You know, he went to Nebraska, right? Mike Rogier. And he was on the team. There's like three thousand people. In three thousand. It, it was dead. How many like years? Like did dead it, on arrival. How many years did it last? It lasted longer than the XFL. XFL yes. was one season, right? It probably lasted it ten two? years, maybe. Ten? XFL. What I'll do you say, Rich? I'll can say you look it up. I'm going to say seven. Seven. seven? I didn't know I'm going to go. Long. Ten. I was. I was a big. Uh, there was the Boston Houston Breakers Gamblers. fan. Yeah, the Breakers, the Houston Gamblers, I remember. Houston Gamblers, they had yeah. Jim Kelly was Yeah, that's yeah. right. He was in the USFL. Four years, 82 to 86. Four, Four oh, years? It. Four years. That's yep. it? Wow. And the XFL was one or two. Uh, XFL, I believe, was That was, was a disaster. One. He get me. Yeah. He go get, he get he me. Got, he, he, he hate me. me. He hate me. He hate yep. me. Yeah. Uh, two years. Yep. Yeah. Did uh, you know? 99 to 2001. The LA Express, people talk about the San Fernando Valley. And the LA Express actually played a game or two out in the San Fernando Valley Where? at Pierce College in Woodland Hills. Oh, no so there was actual professional football <laughs> in played the, in, the valley, in the valley, right there out in Woodland Hills, the West Valley. Now, and, Brody, can you? Can, uh, for yes. our, a lot of our listeners are from Canada. Oh, I've been to Canada. I love Toronto. I've been to Vancouver. I played baseball in Kamloops. Okay, a couple of things. First of all, you pronounce Toronto perfectly, and I give you great credit for that. Well done, sir. People Most people pronounce, pronounce the second yeah, T. They say which Toronto. You're not supposed to do Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just that's did it wrong. Again. Yeah. Well, you, you got, did got it right. in my head. You Toronto. take the second T out. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. So yeah. wait, Kamloops. Why were you in Kamloops? You're playing baseball. I played baseball. Yeah, and I went to Arizona State. Played there. Grew up in the Valley, yeah. played at Reseda High School. Arizona State recruited me. The guy, uh, one of the coaches, thought I had a pretty good arm. and so you they were a pitcher? They, I was a pitcher. Nice. And they showed interest in me to the point where I took a trip out there. So I went to Arizona State, and my, after my freshman year, that was 89. So fall of 88, spring 89 season, had a good year. They saw, or I mean, saw improvement. Enough to send me up to Alaska. So I played in North Pole, Alaska, 24-hour daylight, Fairbanks. And then we went to Anchorage and then Spokane against John Olerud. He got five hits off me. Oh. Scott Hatterberg. They were all there. That's and so cool. We were wow. on the Palouse. And then we took the bus or van from 
uh, Moscow, Washington. yeah, Mo- Pullman uh, up to up through Hope British and Columbia. Chilliwack. So Got they, it. And I remember like this. They said where they shot Rambo. This yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And I just remember going up through uh, the hill. It was just beautiful land. Then we played in Kamloops, and huh. then the you know season ended. John Olry, haven't heard well his done. name in forever. Wow. One of my first was, interviews. Was by he the way. wearing the helmet back then too, out on the field? Because he would wear the batter's well, helmet he, yeah. at first. Well, he had brain, you know. Yeah. He had a brain, sur- aneur- I think it was aneurysm. And yeah. then his father performed the surgery on him in Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's right. His father was a wow. doctor. Yeah, yeah. And he went straight to the major leagues, John wow. Olroot. He was a great Blue Jay. Yeah. I loved him. He was great. What a swing. One of my first interviews, because his wife, Kelly, she was a volleyball player at Arizona State. Okay. So I was friends with her, and I became friends with him a little bit. So when I was in Seattle... I took an internship at Cairo with uh, Steve Bunin. I don't know if you know him. Don't know him, but ESPN I know Cairo. News. Cairo, Channel 7, CBS. I was an intern there, and they would send me to the Kingdom Mariners yeah, and get what sound a bites. Dump that was. It was a concrete building. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. It and was pe- a concrete building. And yeah. people wanted to be. That's the thing about Seattle. It's like during the summertime, people want to be outside. outside. So they would start these Sunday night games at, at 7 o'clock. I remember as a kid growing up, it was like Seattle always play night games on Sunday. Now right. I know why. is because back then. They Spend the whole day outside, then go into the Dome. It's still. It, they it, imploded it, I believe, now. It's gone. They'd like a hotel in Vegas. <laughs> and, and now fast forward. You are back in a building you used to spend a lot of time in. At the I, Fox building. I've been here over 1,000 t- treks. I was the audience warm up for Best Damn Sports Show right around yes. uh, in the one right around the corner. We're fascinated the by this because we've got a couple of guys working on our show now who worked on Best Damn. They talk about you all the time, and you've not only done warm up for Best Damn, but you've done warm up for a ton of shows. So how does one become such a specialist in this particular comedy genre? It's hard. It's a uh, it's a difficult. You just kind of get asked to be in it somehow, or you you fall into it. I in night in two thousand and one, I moved back here from New York. I grew up here, but I came back in two thousand to so two thousand and one. I was doing this show in Hollywood, a place a sushi bar on Wednesday and Sunday nights. Amagi, I think it was what it was called. And a guy by the name of Rich Williams was one of the performers there, and he was working here at Fox Sports. And he kept telling me, he says, hey, we're doing a, we're doing like a sports meets uh, Saturday Night Live thing. He'd been talking about it a little bit, but, you know, no big deal. And I remember like a few weeks or whatever after that, I was driving on the 405. I think I just got my new flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> and either Rich called me or I called him and he said, hey, do you want to come down to uh, Fox tomorrow and uh, work on the test show? Talk to the crowd. I said, yeah. You know, it was, uh, I had to go in the Fox lot, work on a sports show. And he had already told me Deacon Jones was on it and Reggie Theus and Tom Arnold. So I was like, okay, my first real, I mean, I get to go on the Fox lot. So I came here, it was, it was, you know, metal bleacher, no mic, everything's test show. Oh, so you had to project. Project. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have a mic for about the first year. <laughs> <laughs> can, guys, can I get a mic? No, no mic I, today I didn't, have a, okay. I didn't have a mic for a first year. Then I went to a bullhorn. I used to get the bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> From security downstairs, <laughs> I would on. check in, I would swipe in, park in P1 or P2, <laughs> swipe in, and I go straight behind the security, and I grab the bull, I had my own bullhorn back there, and then I would bring the, because we would do a lot of stuff outside also, right? so I'd be on the bullhorn for that, and then inside, just because 
the audio sometimes it would cross through. I just had to like get on that. I mean, yeah, I was using a bullhorn, but it was mostly for outside stuff. And we were outside quite a bit. And then um, eventually, after a year, I got a corded mic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always strip tripping, and guys are tripping right, over right. it. And then I got, we, I think towards the end, I did get that uh, cordless mic. <laughs> wow. That's the that story of that Brody's mic situation. <laughs> and I had the best I, damn sports show. Yeah, I had to fight, you know, fight for, I fought for the show. I fought. Because I believed in it. I believed in it, and I was excited to see these athletes. I played sports, so you're telling me Pete Rose is going to be here, Ernie Banks, Willie Mays, uh, Shaq. Tom uh, Arnold. Tom Tom Arnold, Arnold, of course. You know, the great Tom Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, I did the second practice show, and they go, you want to come back? We're going to do the show with an audience. But you, so I've seen you, uh, you emceed a, a gig that the Sklar Brothers headlined at the Improv, and I just thought you were so fantastic as You were MC. there? Yeah. Did I, we talk? No, you were talking you? to other people. I was hiding. because you were shadows. Ta- you are one of those, you're one of those comedians who can just talk to the audience, but not in a threatening way, in a very warm, welcoming way. You're like, it's like you're genuinely interested in everybody and you want to pick a story out of them and then you weave comedy out of that. Did that come naturally to you? Because it's that, I feel like not that many people can actually do that. You make it look easier well, than, than well, it really is. Well, I had to learn how to public speak. I played baseball, uh, you know, and you have to be a good teammate. You're in the bullpen. You're in the dugout. You don't cheering. have to be a good teammate. If well, you're, if you're good. Look at A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's a, he's he a, might be in this building. Yeah, I know. He uh, works with us yeah, now. I he's mean, coming back. We got um, him. But I, I was, yeah, I was a pretty good teammate, and maybe I was funny around my friends and all that sort of stuff. And then I went to Arizona State, and you have to rag. And But I was fearful of public speaking. Who isn't? And I took even, I, I got a C plus in public speaking. So I knew when I was done playing baseball, I didn't, I wasn't, I had, I had elbow surgery, so I wasn't going to play. Maybe I could have gone into coaching. But the last year, I did take an acting class at Arizona State, and I liked it. I liked it. It was, uh, you know, something I, I, I was into. But, I'm trying to think of an acting class at Arizona State. Let me tell you something about that. No, let me tell you something about that. I'm going to tell you something that's exciting. Okay. You're going to like this. Let's right. see what's on your desk there. Okay. <laughs> Dol- was I wearing dolphin shorts? Yeah. Was there dolphins flip- in Arizona flipper State? Flipper yeah. went to Arizona State. That's right. Okay. The original flipper. Well, Michael Phelps trained there recently. Yeah, that's you right. Know, they would say he's a has a flip. Or, you know, fast. He's a fast guy. Fast. So Swimmer. Okay, Arizona State. <laughs> I took the acting class. I was my body was so conditioned for five years being on the baseball field at one or two o'clock. So now I'm at one or two. You're on campus later in the day. It's a mellower vibe. It's kind of different. Take the acting class. It's co-ed. Couple girls in there, and I'm trying to do a serious scene, and they're laughing or whatever. And a couple girls are in the class, right? You know, and the next year, the Playboy came out with Girls of the Pac-10. You know, they have Girls of the Southeast, Girls of the Pac-10. Two girls from my class were in that magazine. With Jerry Seinfeld on the cover. (laughs) And it had the two girls in there. It's like, I I didn't did not expect it. Yeah. How did their acting careers end up? Yeah. Did they, Where are they now? They're in Chatsworth. They're back in the valley. <laughs> They're back in the valley. Yeah, and we all know what's happening in Chatsworth. Chatsworth, you know, I believe. The epicenter just... of the adult entertainment industry. But, Come here, daddy. <laughs> but I did. I, here's why I learned to public speak. Selling T-shirts at uh, Key Arena for the Seattle Seahawks. Excuse me. 
Sonics. Supersonics, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. I made a mistake. I failed. Please, <laughs> no, Richard Sherman, uh, Russell Wilson, and John Ryan, the punter, please don't come after me for that. But, yeah, I sold T-shirts at uh, Key Arena, Key Sean Arena. Kemp. And that Gary, place was a dump, wasn't Gary it? Gary Payton. Well, let me tell you, Key Arena was, well, they redid it. They right. redid it. Growing up, yeah, I mean, as the building grew up, it was, you know, good for Seattle. And then they went down to Tacoma. They refurbished it. They came back. It was actually pretty good. It was good. It was actually, I remember Donnie Walsh from the Indiana Pacers. He came in to look at, this is before their field house. He came in to look at the stadium. And so actually when they played the Bulls in the, I was there when they played the Bulls in the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah. The stadium was pretty, the arena was, was right, pretty cool. Then. And it was, uh, I mean, it was refurbished. And it, but it was right in my neighborhood. It was in Queen Anne, right under the Space Needle. And But I did learn to project and public speak yeah, there. Yeah, that makes sense. Dan, that's Dan's dream, to be uh, like the Sell guys. T-shirts. like get, Programs, yeah. Yeah, get your programs. Yeah, programs, yeah. Yeah, he's got that's a good a, voice for it. There's something about that. Yeah. I mean, Jay Leno, when I, I, I read his audio book, <laughs> <laughs> he said... <laughs> to just learn to talk out project yeah project learn to talk be comfortable speaking because i did have a fear uh you know who doesn't have, i mean i remember in high school i never did any kind of public speaking really it was fearful that makes sense though just learn to talk like yeah so many people don't know how to do that publicly and for a comedian you have to, you have to be able to adapt to different situations you right? have to become yeah bulletproof and every experience and you know, I went to New York and I became uh, a tour guide at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, wow. So I was a tour That's guide wow. there. And that was all for me to say, hey, could I be funny on the East Coast? Could I be funny or, or with those kind of, you know, you got to go to New York. Yeah. So, tougher crowd. Tougher maybe. crowd, yeah. more real, you know. And then I also was a barker at the Comedy Cellar. That's in Greenwich. I did that Greenwich Village for a year. That's a great comedy club. Exactly. Yeah. It's probably, I would call that the mecca of comedy and that's i think the we've heartbeat. talked about this if you watch louis that's the comedy club he walks into at the beginning the opening credits of louis that's the comedy seller right? yeah, yeah 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 it's just uh that's the one you want to be at i i feel um comedy store's great out here like that's also top club number one Inter- but there's more of an entertainment vibe more of you're in hollywood yeah but i think just down and dirty stand up Comedy Cellar is a place you'd want to be at. Um, Brody, we got to wrap up, but we're oh, yeah. going we're gonna to continue our conversation yeah, on you're the be on our TV side show. of things. You're going to be on our TV so show. You can listen oh, I thought to... this was a TV show. No, this isn't it. This is the podcast. You can listen we to, go more to the TV show. of Brody on the Fox Sports Live podcast from Tuesday. Oh, yeah. you got to wear that shirt. Uh, so we thank you for coming to the podcast. I love now it. Let's go do some TV. Let's, let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Let's thanks, do everybody, it. Uh, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Make sure you visit texture.com slash J and Dan texture.com slash J and Dan we'll talk to you next texture <laughs> so long my time here is up <laughs> <laughs>